Blog Talk Radio.
able to hear me, please give me thumbs up. Um, we're we're on Blog Talk, Smile Three E, Iron Sharpening Iron Radio Ministries, as well as Facebook Live. This is a worldwide web and social media presentation. Tonight, I'm going to talk about um, some things I want to share. My sister, Apostle Elect Dr. Sidney Kaiser, had her ministry yesterday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. She ministered on some things that really um, was a blessing, and I believe it's something that I need to hear and some of you all need to hear again. We talked, she talked about um, if basically if she had showed you the real her. So tonight I want to talk to uh, you all concerning if you knew the real me. We've we, we got a place that we've gotten in that some of us are walking on eggshells because we're wondering what people think about us. So before we go a little farther, let's stop and pray. Father God, we come before you on tonight, God, asking you to forgive us of every sin we have committed, verbally, physically, emotionally. Uh, we want to say, God, forgive us spiritually, sin. God, we want to say, forgive us. God, we want to say, come into our hearts. Lord, be our Savior, and you, He will allow us to be your people. If you will allow us to be you, that does, does not give you glory, that does not give you honor and grace. God, please forgive us. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to talk to you, God. Teach us how to look forward to spending time with you, God. Teach us how to look forward to being a part of you, O oh Lord. God, I thank you for giving us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to meditate on your word and whatever and anything that's said on tonight that will give us a breakthrough with our life and our walk with you, God. Teach us how to communicate with you, O oh Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray this, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to sit about for quite a little while now. Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay? What I'm going to talk about tonight well, by saying the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want to be in a place where I have to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't want to have to explain why I'm not doing what I'm not. Put me in a place that I had to learn something. I spoke on it a little while ago. I'm speaking on it now. John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not. Did you hear The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God said, I am come 
that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So while I'm thinking about <clears throat> things I used to do, things that sometimes it looks like people are trying to pull me back into, it has been times I have gotten to the door with my coat on, jacket, sweater, wrap, purse in my hand, shoes on, or helmet on my arm and boots on, and God have said, nope. I had to stop in my tracks and just turn around. And it's, I didn't say, why, God? I just said, okay, Lord, I hear you. Turn around and go sit down and said, I've got to obey God, then man. I can't worry about what people think. I've got to worry about what God says. So my question tonight is, if I showed you the real me, could you handle it? You knew the real me. If you saw the real me, would you know how to pray for me? I'm, later on, a little bit more, I talk more and share more with you. I'm going to ask Apostle Electa share some things she shared on yesterday. Because, see, I was just having a conversation with my nephew that over here to visit, said, and I said to him, I said, you know what? We don't do it. We don't talk like we used to. Something that we don't do is we don't pray. We don't come together and have a corporate prayer. Don't get me wrong. We have dinners and we laugh and talk and enjoy each other. We don't pick time out once a day or we won't do it once a week or whatever. We don't pick time out to come together to have corporate prayer. We don't know how to talk to each other. We don't know how to say I'm not okay and don't judge and worry about being judged. We don't know how to say I need God to move on my behalf because I'm in a season of going through it. See, we all can run around and brag and smile and put that fake smile on like everything's okay. But what if I'm in a situation or in a place where I'm not okay? We didn't got away from the place of saying everything's not okay. We have gotten to a place where we feel like a person is born a certain way or they should know better or they should do better because of the way they was raised or however you may see it. But one thing I learned in life is that my mother and father knew I needed shoes because I was growing up, but they didn't know when I needed it until I told them my feet hurt. See, they know I needed it, 
because I, they didn't know I needed till I told them my feet hurt when I put these shoes on. So it's just like with God. God knows what we need. He just wants us to ask. Because, see, when I told my parents I needed those shoes, they didn't have to ask me where I got them from. And no, I didn't have to worry, wonder what I had to do to get them because I asked my parents for them shoes. So with us knowing that God is our Father, when we ask Him for something and He gives it to us, we give Him the honor and the glory because we know that He is our Father and He the one made it happen. So if I showed you the real me, would it bring life to you or would it compromise your relationship with God and me? See, I'm going to put God first because, see, when we are together as one, we are one member of the body of Christ. We are all different members, but we're one member in the body of Christ. When we all get together and we know our job is to witness, testify, praise God, worship God, and tell the truth about God, we are doing one thing. We're doing the ministry of Christ. So if I showed you or allowed you to see the real me, would it bring life to you to let you see, no, everybody goes through the same thing. We just have different times and seasons. I remember the late Apostle Sanford Thomas once ministered to the, us at church and said it was many trips and places she wanted to go, and it was certain people she wanted to take with her, but God told her no. Because if they saw the real you, it would kill. See, a lot of you all thinking we're talking about a physical death, but don't you know a spiritual death is worse than a physical death? If you saw the real me, how would you handle it? See, that goes back to the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody. I don't want to be in a place where you don't understand. Um, I'm going to take this a little sidebar. On Friday when I ministered, at the end of the service, a young lady came on the line, and her comment was, I'm tired. See, she don't want. Mm-hmm. The Lord is her shepherd. She don't want. But she found herself saying, I'm tired. And I had to remember, as my sister Apostle Elect reminded me, see, she was tired because she's been caring for her mother, and she's tired. So in other words, she needs help. I remember caring for my parents when they were older and sickly, and I was pregnant with my son. And I remember at the hospital looking out the window standing over my dad's bed, looking out the window into the sky. It was night, and I said, Lord, where's my help? God, I need my help. And God sent the apostle and the pastor through the door as I was looking out the window, and they came in and immediately prayed. Now, they they didn't hear what I said because I didn't want to say it over my dad so he could hear me. I just... In my heart, I said to God, 
Lord, where is my God? And I'm saying that to say, because, see, God saw me, and he sent my help. So I'm saying to you, if I, you were to see me, would you be able to cover me in prayer? Would you be able to call out my name before the Lord and mean it? Or would you take it and go somewhere and try to use it as a gospel tool or try to use it as some information? What would you do if you saw the real me? I'm right-handed. So if you're left-handed, I wouldn't write the same way you do. I hold a pen like this when I write. Most left-handed people I know hold a pen like that. So it, it looks like we hold it the same way, but no. Most left-handed people write differently because they're going from left to right. Mm -hmm. They're writing from left to right. I'm writing from right to left. Sounds crazy, but try one day. Try writing your name if you're right-handed and see how nice it looks. Then try writing your name if you're right-handed with your left-handed and see how you struggle. It's not as easy. Not unless you're one of those people who can use both hands. But still, try it. I'm saying that to say we all go through things, but are we going through a situation with someone that's trying to live life, speak life, and pray life over us? Is it okay to say, I'm not okay? Is it okay to say, I need prayer without you asking. Is this a capital I or a little I? You know, I, I need prayer because you want to be seen. Or are you really in a situation where you need prayer? And I bet you're in a situation where you really need prayer. You're not asking anybody to pray for you. You want the people you know can get a prayer through. That's like if you're hungry. And you want a meal. Now, there's a difference between going to McDonald's and going to uh, MacArthur or going to Burger King and you going to, uh, what's that other place, uh, J. Alexander, or you want to go to Burger King or you want to go to Food Week. See, it's a difference. They both got meals, but... Do you want a combo, or do you want a uh, you want a combo super size, or do you want some courses like an appetizer, so many courses, a soup salad, you want a dinner, you want a dessert? What is it that you want? So you got to know what you want, and I want to be saved. I want to be a minister of Christ. I want the people to see me to see the change. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some things about you that God is going to use to encourage somebody. You know, the Word of God says that you have to encourage yourself sometimes. 
there's some things about you. See, God ain't going to take you if you was a fighter on the other side and bring you over here. And I would say, oh, no, 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 that may hurt. Uh-uh. The violence may get out of the way. When God brings you over to his side, now you're fighting not just on your physical abilities, but on you're fighting with the power of God. You're fighting with him standing behind you. You're fighting with him standing around you. You're fighting with him in front of you because, see, he's going to make sure the pathway is clear. When God is your shepherd, you shall not want. He's the light unto your path. He's your redeemer. Hmm. God is everything you need him to be. Because you know before you go into warfare, before you go into battle, you pray. You pray while you're in battle. You give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. When you come out of battle, you pray. You give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. So if I showed you the real me, would you know how to handle it? I'm going to pause right there, and I'm going to ask Apostle Elect if she would like to share with us at this time, and uh, we're going to go back into what do you think, because, see, like I said, what she shared yesterday was awesome, and I just, I don't like giving other people testimonies because I have a lot of stuff I can talk about what God has done for me. Apostle, would you share with us at this moment? Um, yes, ma'am. I'm going to uh, try to share like a few points real quickly. I had went to the doctor, and when I went to the doctor, he said to me, what's wrong? And I said, I went to war many years ago, and yet no one's listening to me. So how... Can you all keep giving me prescriptions and things that aren't working when you're not listening to me? I said, one thing that's hard for a leader and for a doctor is when people come and they're so busy finding fault in what you have and haven't done until they can't hear the God in you. And he looked at me and he said, you're right. He says that is the pretense that we as doctors and the problem we have all the time, that people want to come in and give us their frustrations instead of listen to us. And I said, what about if I listen to you and you listen to me and I honor your degree and I do what you want me to do because you listen what I already know doesn't work because it's been tried many times. And he said, yeah, that'll work. And I thought about the revisitation of failures and sins that we revisit because we haven't taken it to God. We've taken it to many people, but we haven't taken it to God. And even when we take it to God, we try to tell God how to fix us. He's the master potter, but we're trying to tell him how to fix us. 
So I told the doctor, I said, I find myself frustrated and um, angry when I think about the things that happened to my sister Sheila. I said, so I don't want to keep revisiting the anger that I thought that I was delivered from. I said, so one of the things that we know is when we have an empty place, when the enemy comes back, he comes back with seven times uh, the demonic spirits that we were dealing with before. I said, and I find that the anger has intensified because I didn't fill that place with the word and the love of God. I said, so please, when you're taking care of me, think about this. I said, they tried this such and such medicine that he was trying to give me. I said, years ago that caused me to go into liver failure. I said, but it did call me to go into liver failure because it wasn't a good drug. It caused me to go into liver failure because the doctor didn't look at the medicines that I was already on that it was contraindicated for. So I said, can you please look that medicine up? And he looked it up, and he says, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up. He said, we don't do that. He said, so whenever I give you a medicine, I give you my word, I will look at the contraindication and things that it can cause. And I said, how many times have we told someone you're revisiting a same sin and they get angry with us, but it's not them getting angry with us. It's a demonic force that came back seven times that says, how dare you expose me? I'm one of her or his hidden sins. I'm one of their pet sins. Apostle Sandra Thomas used to always talk to us about, you can preach on this, you can teach on this, but don't mess with this one over here because this is my pet sin. This is my special sin. Don't mess with this. Right. And it blessed me that he admitted, I want you to listen to me and I'll listen to you, but you're right. We don't look up the contraindications of what's going on. So when we as leaders are telling someone something that God has told us, sometimes they will respond back to us and let us know what's going on, but sometimes we have to respond back and say, I agree with you, but now let's work together on this. Uh, If you know, like for instance, I've shacked up before. So since you know that about me, now will you now not listen to the counsel of God through me because now I'm talking to you about shacking up? If I've returned to that same sin over and over and over again and God delivered me, that means sooner or later God and I found the answer to get me delivered. And all I'm saying is I love you too much to allow you to do the same thing. I'm dealing with anger again. You dealt with anger. So now I'm listening to you as my leader. So do you honor me or do you only honor me when I don't mess with that pet sin? And so God blessed me because he took me back to so many messages that Apostle Sandra Thomas taught and uh, Prophetess Juanita Bynum had taught and Bishop Weeks had taught and Bishop Hilton. And I found myself realizing that some of us not only are too familiar 
with our leaders and who God is having them um, talk to us. Some of us are looking at that stand that they had and saying, how can you talk to me about it? I'm only obeying God. So when God gets me into a place to where I'd rather obey him than man, that means that he's showing me that timid spirit that Apostle Sandra Thomas cast out of me years ago is trying to come back. Don't let it revisit because it's going to come back with seven times what it did before. So we have to be careful that we listen to what people are saying to us and then ask God, what was I supposed to get out of that? Why do they keep trying to talk about that and why do I keep trying to refuse it? It's because many times, seven times what used to be there is now there. So can you handle, really handle, the real me if I let you know that I uh, did this or I did that or that I'm struggling right now? When Apostle Sandra Thomas had me to become her armor bearer, I was like, no, ma'am, I like being in the background. Uh, Can we have somebody else? You've got so-and-so. And the first thing she said to me was, no. She said, I need to expose myself to you in the way God wants me to expose myself to you and see if you can handle it. I didn't think I could. But Apostle Sandra Thomas had already talked to God. Minister uh, Sylvia was asked to do something, and um, it was something that I had to fight to get for her to do, but it took me to defeat that timid spirit to tell it, no, God told me to tell Minister Sylvia to do this, and I'm willing to put whatever on the line in order for her to be able to do it. And so when I see Minister Sylvia doing what she's doing today, it's because I told that timid spirit, get out of here. Go in the name of Jesus. But in the past, I would have succumbed to the intimidation and the authority that did not want to see the gift that was in Minister Sylvia Kaiser. That's all I have. Thank you so much for that. And I'm going to be honest and let people know, like I said, I don't try to talk about things that I'm not dealing with or I don't know. We have all have pet things, even if we don't realize they're pets. You know, um, if you have roaches in your house, you turn on the lights, you see them. If you have rodents in your house, if you listen, whether you turn the light on or whatever, you will hear them, you'll find out, you'll see evidence they're in there. And when somebody tell you that this is something you're struggling with, whether you want to talk about it or not, because I've said I don't want to talk about that. You know, then I, I have to go back and say, okay, well, Lord, why didn't I want to talk about it? We have to get to the place where when we do expose ourselves or we are exposed, instead of trying to run and hide or act like it's not going on, take it to God. It goes back to the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't want to be in a place where I'm saying, okay, God, um, I'm still here. Mm. 
okay? I'm still stuck in this place. Lord, why? Okay? It's two parts to this. My part and another part. Okay, God, I'm asking you to address both parts. The part over here with me, the part over there with them. Address both parts. God, let's let's not cause us to be a stumbling stone for ourselves. Let let us cause not to be at a place where we don't address things. You know, a lot of times we don't want to admit. You know, you got to be able to look in the mirror and say to yourself, I see you. I see you trying to hide right there. Everything's not okay. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, if I can't deal with it, I'm telling me, myself and I, give it to God. God is in your hand. I don't want no stronghold. I'm tired of a stronghold. I don't want to be constantly sitting in this place. Uh, like being an apostle talks a lot. I don't know what's going to get somebody in heaven. I don't know what's going to keep somebody out of heaven. But, God, whatever it is, I don't want to miss you. God, help me. Help me to help myself while I'm sitting here talking and ministering and sharing with people. God, put me in a place where as I'm trying to get free, it's something I could say or do that will help somebody else get free. I remember once um, I was told by the late great apostle Sandra Thomas that God had to remove her from amongst some people for over 10 years. And I'm just saying that it wasn't people she didn't like. It was people she loved. God had to remove me from amongst some people that I loved and enjoyed being around because I did not want to get so comfortable that I allow the enemy of my soul to fool me to really think this ain't trying to, this residue is not trying to get on me. It's like a, you know, a, a building catch on fire and you walk through the smoke or you get caught in the smoke or you have an outfit that was, even though it didn't get burned, but it was in the house, it could have been under the plastic or whatever, but it still smelled like smoke. That's residue. I don't want to have the wrong scent on me. I don't want to be spinning up strange scents aromas to God and he don't receive them. I don't want that. I want to be able to say, if you saw the real me, address it to yourself also, which you know how to pray for, which you know how to pray for what you see. I love Psalms 91. I love the first 15 verse. He said, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I'm calling on the Lord to see about me. I'm calling on the Lord to come and cover me, come and deliver me, come and protect me, 
I'm trying to find the scripture. I'm calling on the Lord because one thing I do know that I don't cross every T and dot every I. I love um, Psalms 34 and 17. It said, the righteous cried, and the Lord heard and delivered them out of all their troubles. The Lord is high, nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. My heart is broken to just think of the fact that if something that you see in me or you can see in me that will keep you from trying to walk closer with God. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I say, Lord, as I patiently wait on you, God, I just wait for you to have your way in my life. I wait on you to cover me. God, I wait on you to send my help. Because one thing I do know, when God delivers you, you will be delivered. When God gives you a breakthrough, that's just that, a breakthrough. Whether somebody can accept the new you or not. I'm not worried about what people think no more because, like I said, I'm tired of explaining myself. I'm not going to explain my salvation. If I told you once, I want to be saved. If I told you twice, I want to be saved. If my life changes and my uh, desires change and the evidence of my lifestyle has changed to show you that I want to be saved, I tell you what you do. Talk to God. Ask God why he's moved me from a lot of things, a lot of situations, a lot of places. Ask him, and I'm sure, I'm sure he will tell you. You know, I, I was saying to a friend today, I said, this year I look at the age I'll turn. I said, not only do I dress age appropriate, I'm starting to do things age-appropriate. I said, because I remember when I was your age and I was watching people come to certain places and go to a certain events, and I would be like, girl, what she got that on? What's she doing? It's nothing new under the sun. Outfits don't change. It's just the person wearing it do. I remember times I used to wear cat suits. Now if I put on a cat suit, it'll look like an alley rat suit. Well, alley cat suit, like that suit needs to be thrown back in the alley. I'm just saying, it's certain things you don't do no more. Certain places you don't go no more. I'm not saying God won't let you go back at a time, but right now you may not be in a time of the frame of mind to withstand. You know what I'm saying? It's just one more time, how they say one for the road. No. I got people, you know, pulling, trying to pull me left and trying to pull me right. But I got to go straight. Straight is the way. I got to go through the narrowness of the eye of the needle. I don't want to go roundabout. I don't want to go around this way. Because my, my word said that no other way can I go to God but through the sun. 
and Jesus Christ is the Son, except by him. You know, I just say, God, I thank you, Lord. I think most of the time I'm singing or saying something, I always end up with, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say, I thank you, Lord. It could have been me. It could have been me. It could have been me. But I just want to say, I thank you, Lord. When I think about all the times I've been riding my motorcycle over the highways and I had blowouts on my motorcycle with my rim tire coming off the rim and we was at 100, 110 miles an hour and, and I didn't have an accident. I didn't lose control over the bike and I got to the side. All I could say is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just got to say thank you, Lord. All the times that me and my sisters, we rode and we saw accidents and we was with people that had accidents. And one time, Cinnamon, we was riding, we was in a pack. Anybody that ride bikes, they know what I mean by we was in a pack. We was straddled. We was riding tight. And we was in 100 miles an hour or more. And all of a sudden, the deer ran out, and she hit the deer, and the deer splattered all over her bike and splattered all over us, and we just kept going. And we got to the gas station, and she had a, one of the deer limbs hanging from under her chest. I hope ain't nobody getting upset about this, but I'm just telling you, we didn't lose control over the bike. We didn't, the deer didn't kill us. We didn't kill each other. We didn't run over nothing. But we, all I can say is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just got to say thank you, Lord. I think about the times we rode through, uh, down the highway and storms just came out of nowhere. And we was riding so hard we, we couldn't see in front of us, but we had enough sense to know keep riding, keep riding. We're going to keep riding. We're going to ride through the storm. We couldn't see the dotted lines. We couldn't see nothing, but we just trusted. We trusted God. Even in our mess, we had enough sense to trust God. And we rode. We saw the men pull over and how they was going to divide us, but we kept riding. We just kept riding. We trusted God. All I can say is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say, Thank you, Lord. I think about the time we rode to Atlanta, and it was so hot, and the heat from the bikes and the heat from the ground and the heat from the sky, the sun was coming down on us, and we was in this long line. We was, went to the roundup, and you could just see how we were sweating, and we were so hot. Strangers that didn't even know us was going in their coolers, pulling out water, just giving us bottles of water to pour on ourselves to drink, and I just think about all that time how God sent people to us to care about us that didn't even know us. All I can say is, in my time of trouble, God came and rescued me. In the time of my sisters in trouble, God came and rescued us. When I think about how my sister 
Apostle Elect was in a bad car accident more than once, and God saw about her. When I think about the time that we was in our 20s and I was walking up north and with somebody on a date, and all of a sudden I grabbed the back of my head and I hit the ground on my knee, and I said, I got to get home. And when I got home, nobody was there, and the neighbor told me what had happened. I rushed to the hospital, and I saw my sister laying there with all these tubes and wires, and I I couldn't think. I couldn't do nothing. I didn't even think that she was in pain. All I know is I just grabbed her, and I began to squeeze her and holler, please don't leave me, please don't I remember her saying, Renee, you're hurting me. All I could say was, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, because I knew that God was there for me. I'm sharing those things with you because, see, even in the place that I am now, I'm trusting God. I could say, no, I'm not okay. But I'm trusting God. As the apostle said, when we lost our sister, we haven't had a chance to mourn or really talk about it. We're not okay. But we're trusting God. If I was to let you see the me, the real me, would you know how to pray for me? Would you know how to pray for my sister? Would you know how to pray for my family? Would you know how to pray for us? Would you know how to be seek? The throne of God, would you know how to go to the throne of God on our behalf? Because everybody that's still on this earth needs the Lord every day of your life. It's okay to say I'm not okay. If you really knew me. But you still believe God can. I just want to say I thank you all for taking out the time to listen on tonight. Regardless what you're going through, regardless what you're dealing with, regardless what you're no one thing. God is able. God is able. And I want you all to know that this foundation scripture for this ministry is Matthew 6 of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So I'm going to stop at this time and let you all know blog talk, the lines are open. If you would like to make a statement or have a comment, please go ahead. The lines are open. I'm Minister Sylvia. This is Cecilia. I just wanted to say I thank you for letting us and reminding us, um, you know, you have to let people know and remind people that we are not perfect and God is yet perfecting us. And as he delivers us from one thing, he delivers us from another thing and another thing. Because if we could deliver ourselves, there would not have been a reason for Jesus to die on the cross for any of us. And so there is none perfect. 
but him. And I thank God that he is a strong deliverer. That's all I have. And thank you for reminding us that. Thank you so much for your encouraging words. Is there anyone else at this time? Well, uh, Minister Shelby, I just want to uh, uh, piggyback on what um, was just said, that that you be, that you're reminding us that when we go through life's issues, that we are dependent on our God. What would we do if we didn't have him on our side? Where would we be? And so we're thankful for your faithfulness, for you being transparent, for you constantly reminding us that it is God that is our our shelter. He's our Savior. He's our everything. And as we trust in him and as we uh, give him our issues, as we surrender uh, our um our, our situations where we're, what we're going through that we can that we can trust him he's to be trustworthy as um, Minister Cecilia was telling us that he he's trustworthy and that he will set up scenarios for us that uh, it will give him an opportunity to be um, to, to to show his authority and his grace and his love in our lives. And so I just want you to be encouraged to know that God hears our prayer and he knows exactly what we need from him. And uh, he does not make mistakes. We we struggle with his decisions, but he doesn't make them. And so we, uh, we're thankful for, for your ministry and for your faithfulness to him. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else at this time? Sounds like somebody's washing dishes. Yeah, I hear the noise in the background. Somebody is washing dishes, cooking or something. I thought they wanted mm-hmm. to say something. Give us a recipe or something. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Is there anyone at this time who would like to say anything? Okay, we want to say thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Remember to keep Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron, in your prayers. I am covering for Minister Margot McCor on this uh, third with Monday of the month because she's on a, a little leave right now. But I want you all to keep her in your prayers because when it seems like God is quiet, God is doing something. Because, see, our yes, God is. is not a noisy God. Our God is a personal God. And when he's doing personal things, he's operating for us personally. So keep Minister Margo in your prayers. Keep her highly lifted up. We pray that her faith fell her not. We know that God has everything in his hands. It's nothing too hard for God. And when some say, well, why? God say, why not? If I can't be used as a testimony, I don't need to be here. Because like I tell all these betting all the time, when I I said yes to God, I wasn't down and out. I wasn't 
at the end of my rope. I wasn't in a place where I had no way to go but up. I was up. I was having a ball. As the world said, I was at the top of my game. And I was like, huh? What? You, you asked me this now, and I'm, but I was too scared to say no. Because God said when he knocked on the door after, I don't know if that would have been my only time, last time, or I wouldn't take no chance to have an or. I said yes. Because at this time in my life, I need to know that I know that I know that if I show you the, the me I am now, do you see the change that God has made? I don't have time for to explain myself. I tell anybody, if you don't understand what's going on with me, let this shirt say, bless if you don't understand what's going on with me, take it to the Lord. He He could tell you better than I. That way you will believe him basically before you believe me. Hopefully you will. So with that being said, for those that's watching Facebook Live, um, please share. For those that's going to look at it in replay, please share. For those that's listening on Blog Talk, thank you for tuning in. And um, you can check in later for our archives for replay. Um, if you want to call a prayer line, you can call Pastor Linda Handy's prayer line at 605-313-4818-605-313-4818. Her access code is 647-147-647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line at 605-313-4284, 605-313-4284. Her access line is 428-2607, 428-2607. If you all would like to call back in this Friday, we'll talk again about what God would have me to share with you all at 7 I'm sorry, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you would uh, call in on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, you can hear what the possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser will be sharing with us. That's at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you call back next Monday, which is the fourth Monday, you can hear from our very own Mother Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery. I will be co-hosting with them. They are such an awesome couple that teaches us about what God says about the family, how God will bless a family from the mother to the father to the children's children, children down to the hundred generation, even their siblings and their children. So if you would just like to tune in on next Monday to hear about how God meant for family to live and how God meant for a husband and wife to keep excitement. You know, we noticed when we were younger, you would find him, he would find you. 
But, baby, when you get old and your, your man still call you honey, baby, sugar, wooga, and you still call him lover, boy, come over here, sweet baby, that's something. See how God can bless you. God ain't just, he ain't just playing with us. He's keeping us. And we just have to get back in place. We have to get in place. And for those that's not married, God still has something there for you, too, about your family, how you are a blessing to your family, how your family is a blessing to you. So let's just keep in mind what God is doing. This Wednesday, I'm going to start um, my podcast. We're going to talk about just um, what God has put out there. We're not going to be long. We're not going to be wishy-washy. We're just going to be open. And if you would like to uh, tune in, ask to come on the screen with me, or just listen in. So we're going to see what God's going to have for us starting this Wednesday, okay? So with that being said, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You all, good night. Be blessed.